Welcome to What the If News. All the news that you can use. Yeah, and then the music just stops randomly. Yeah, that's just, it. Just, it, just, it knew it was time to go. It, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's become sentient. Yeah. Uh, Zencaster.com, everybody. <laughs> Shout out there to our audio uh, website, recording website. Um, we're going to get right to it. Uh, I'm here with uh, Professor Matthew Stanley of New York University. Well, I'm Philip Shane. I'm a documentary filmmaker. If this is your first and Professor Matthew Stanley is a professor at the New York University. What kind of professor? How do you I, I am not a very good professor. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, pro, I profess constantly but poorly. <laughs> and just in all topics, or uh, are well, you actually about- kind of because I, I teach at the Gallatin School of Individualized Study, which means that I do teach a, a, an enormous variety of topics, but I am technically speaking uh, a historian of science. Wonderful. Yes. And uh, we are also joined, as we are every week, on What the If News. In fact, it's her, it's her show, basically. Yeah. Gabby, yes. We're Gabby doing. Panicia from uh, Rockefeller University. And uh, for those who don't know, well, just what some people might say, well, what's Rockefeller University? I never heard of it. Rockefeller University is this like little tiny compact really looks like a park when you walk past it but it's actually (laughs) the oldest scientific the oldest biological research institution in the united states and it has a very long history of finding out cool stuff because it takes the sort of bell labs approach of put a bunch of scientists into a room with a ton of money and just shake it um and see what falls out (laughs) nice Um, so it's what like 20 nobel prizes at this point have fallen out or something ridiculous like that so yeah to be fair the money goes to your work Goes to the lab equipment. It, it goes to the lab equipment, but the lab equipment's really nice. So. Yeah, oh, it's totally worth it. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like, can I get this cool toy? And they're like, yeah, it's great. We're, we've it's like got gold, like a gold-plated goggles. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not blinged out like that. But we just got like a new micro microscope to do like merfish stuff, which is really cool. No fish involved in merfish, sadly. Um, no. Just what one, is one other. It is another big acronym. I don't oh. actually know what the MER part stands for, but FISH is fluorescence in situ hybridization. And it's just a way of looking at individual molecules of like RNA inside a cell and where they are. And it's really cool. It gets some awesome data, but you need a big microscope for that. So that's the cool toys that we talk about. <laughs> so like, cool. like the microscopes, the, the equipment there, it probably smells. I don't think many things in science can smell new. Okay, fair I, enough. We're the biological yeah. sciences. Well, I was going to say, that's because you're in the biological yeah. sciences. In physics, there's uh, everything is, is sterile and uh, <laughs> distant from humanity. Right. Things, the, the sterile smell in, in biology, at least from tissue culture experience, is usually ethanol, which is terrible if you have a hangover. Because uh, everything just smells like vodka a little bit. Oh, uh, interesting problem. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a very unique problem. That's awesome. Okay, good to know. Um, <laughs> So, uh, and Gabby comes, uh, each week we, we grab a headline, uh, some, some topic in the news about the virus, about the coronavirus pandemic that is sweeping the earth. It's all the rage and, uh, among humans everywhere, uh, unfortunately. And, um, we, Gabby really helps us understand a little bit more about the stories in the, in the news. So, um, this week, uh, Gabby has brought us a headline, um, this is from CNN. 
And I'm just going to read a little bit, and then uh, Gabby's going to help us out. So uh, CNN reports, I like to give the name of the reporter, yes, by Naomi Thomas uh, from CNN, uh, reports, updated, the headline is updated CDC guidance. Uh, for those outside the U.S., that is the Centers for Disease Control, uh, kind of the leading. Actually, maybe one of my first questions to you, Gabby, actually, after we're done, is what, what is the CDC? So, updated CDC guidance acknowledges coronavirus can spread through the air. Air, air, air. My echoes added. Um, I'll just read a little bit from the article here. Uh, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention uh, updated its guidance on its website to say that the coronavirus can commonly spread, quote, through respiratory droplets or small particles, such as those in aerosols unquote, which are produced even when a person breathes. An odd use of the word even is <laughs> not a literary critique. It's very Sorry. rare when people breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even when they, they produce it all the time, even when they breathe. Um, quote, airborne viruses, including COVID-19, are among the most contagious and easily spread, quote, the site now says. Previously, the CDC page said that COVID-19 was thought to spread mainly between people in close contact, about six feet. Um, what's that, two meters, Matt? Yeah, close enough. Outside. Uh, and, quote, through respiratory droplets produced when an infected person coughs, sneezes, or talks. Like, right now. <laughs> page updated Friday. Um, still says COVID-19 most commonly spreads between people who are in close contact with one another, and now says the virus is known to spread through respiratory droplets or small particles, such as those in aerosols. Yeah. Um, from, uh, I'm just going to jump right down here. With one little last snippet. Scientists pushed for acknowledgement of airborne transmission. Uh, Gabby, you were talking about this a little bit before we started. Uh, for months, scientists have noted the likelihood of coronavirus transmission through viral particles in the air and pushed health agencies to acknowledge it. In April, a prestigious scientific panel told the White House in a letter that research showed coronavirus can be spread not just by sneezes or coughs, but also just by talking or possibly even just breathing. Wow, that's new to me, actually. Um, the, the last line of the article is a good one. I'd like to jump to the punchline here. Quote, it is time for um, who? <laughs> the world organization. Mm -hmm. To acknowledge these advancements in the science. All right. So, uh, so the new thing here, Gabby, is that just breathing can spread them. So I think, I think a lot of people might be confused because we, we get all kinds of messages. And some of them are, we don't know, is it hysteria? Is it not? Let's just give us real quick, what is it, what is new here? Yeah, so a lot of this kind of heavily overlaps with stuff that we've been doing before as far as precautions go. Um, but it's sort of reflective of new information. So way, way, way back in the before times when this was, you know, the year that was March or April, um, yeah. we... I, I had been saying, you know, it seems like it's mainly spread through droplets that are sneezed out or coughed out by an infected person. Uh, whether or not that person is symptomatic or not, you could be asymptomatic and cough and still spread it. 
And that was based on what we thought at the time, that it seemed like, you know, drop, droplets, which are just small amounts of water that have the virus in them, that's the virus is shed from infected tissue in your lungs and whatnot and just gets pushed out. And that was what we expected to be, you know, the primary route of infection, that you get too close to someone and you're breathing back in their infected droplets and that's what's infecting you. But Dro- Droplets, they were... They had some uh, had some oomph behind them. Yeah, and aerosols basically are just droplets, but a lot smaller is sort of the gist of this. What's and, the order of magnitude on the sizes for droplet versus aerosol? Do you happen to know? You know, I tried to just, I, I think it's a, like greater than or less than thing. So droplets are larger okay. than five microns and then aerosols are less than five microns okay. in diameter, I think yeah. it is. All right, um, and, a uh, micron is uh, one millionth of a meter. Um, wow. Uh, so let's hear. So one of your hairs is about 50 microns across. Okay. So hair is 50 microns across. And then we're saying how, how large are these uh, aerosol droplets we're talking about now? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so a hundredth of uh, a width of your hair. Wow. And before we were talking about so the cough. Bigger, bigger than that. <laughs> yeah. Than that. Right, right. And the thing is, is that, you know, droplets, what they tend to do is if they're sort of blown out into the air, they'll settle. And mm-hmm. that's why you get people talking about, you know, disinfecting uh-huh. surfaces and catching it from surfaces and something that we call fomites, which I think is just a really fun name. And yeah. now it's that these smaller particles can linger in the air for a lot longer before they drop. And it was really interesting, actually, because I was looking at, you know, the letter that they, a bunch of scientists composed. And there were a bunch of studies where they were looking at cases that were traced back to specific locations and trying to figure out, was there any contact between the people in this building that got infected? Or did it seem like it really came from something in the air that had been blown around? So, for example, one of the retrospective analyses that they did, retrospective, basically just looking back, seeing what happened. They looked at a Chinese restaurant where there were like Mm. three parties who got infected and there was no direct or indirect contact between the parties. They were spaced appropriately apart and people got sick. And that was one of the things that they're using to sort of piece together that there seems to be something more to this than just someone coughs in a room and those who are directly within the blast zone, you might say, get sick. grandpa's blast zone yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah this is significant difference right the idea the main i I feel like the biggest takeaway for anyone who knows you're just looking for the simplest the fact that grabs you is that it hangs in the now what i mean it it did but what what they're saying is now it, it might hang in the air longer or it could float farther things like that well um, but i think one thing that's kind of like nice is not to drive everyone to panic now yeah. um oh, a please. lot of the stuff yeah panic no the, <laughs> the things that we've we've been doing already to mitigate droplet spread are very similar to what we do to mitigate airborne spread it's just a little bit more mm. severe i guess like so one of the things is and it's backed up by data actually by the CDC. They released a study that if you're like, say, inside and eating at a restaurant, 
you might not want to do that anymore. Because that's yeah. the place where if their ventilation isn't that great, you're, you might pick it up. But I think that they actually did a study where it was something like in, it was a small study. So it wasn't, it wasn't huge and sweeping and comprehensive. I'm not about to pound the panic alarm. But it was like adults who reported eating inside of a restaurant were twice as, uh, sick adults who had COVID-19 were twice as likely to report eating inside of a restaurant. Oh. So, yeah, it, it was like a clear, a reasonably clear linkage between these two things. And, and I, I think much it's, of America, the, the people are like, I must, it, it's strange because like in New York, it's like, who's eating in a restaurant? Like, I don't think. Yeah, it's like so taboo. Like, mm-hmm. what do you mean you're inside yeah. a restaurant? What are you <laughs> yeah. doing? Out? <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of America, and I suppose a lot of the world is, you know, going back to uh, trying to get back to normal life and they're, they're trying out eating inside. Yeah, and I mean, some places where they have a lot less COVID-19, like New Zealand, my God, yeah. impeccable yeah, response. Right. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Like, they don't really need to worry as much about something like this. But in the U.S., where we still have just ridiculously active spread of COVID-19, that's not, it's something that you have to be worried about or concerned about. Get takeout, eat outside, and eating outside seems to be perfectly fine. You know, you've got the ventilation of the wind and all of nature to push any droplets away. Mm-hmm. But... Speaking of which, here's a question. So I'm going to say in New York, we have, uh, it's, well, I suppose everywhere that's, that's uh, come up with one of the solution, which is that restaurants, you're not allowed to go in the restaurants, but the city has allowed restaurants to build like little outdoor sidewalk cafes, which mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. amazing. In fact, it's, I gotta say, it's one of the great benefits of this whole thing, because like, it's very European. You know, I feel like I'm in Paris. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I was in Israel once and like, you know, because it's, warm climate in los angeles same kind of thing where tons of places are outside that's normal but here we don't normally anyway but as as fall has been coming uh it's getting cooler obviously and um which means global warming is going away apparently there are some who say that oh, yeah. uh, it was tough but we fixed it um anyway <laughs> sarcasm hashtag sarcasm ending and um People are building more, they're enclosing those outdoor things a little bit more. So uh, one thing they're doing is they're adding roofs or tent, you know, some sort of covering over it, which is smart because we are in this crazy situation where in New York or anywhere else is doing, going by this kind of plan where you can't go inside. When it rains, the entire restaurant industry is shut down. (laughs) (laughs) stunning i mean it's really weird it's like this civilization where we just we live outside we haven't figured out how to build indoor habitat i mean this is like free stone end or something right um and uh anyway so they're putting on roof okay now that's fine but uh, then they start some of them are putting plants or sort of building more kind of uh you know accoutrement around the edge sometimes it's a higher fence whatever it's getting a little bit more enclosed and I, I am curious, I wonder uh, if this is an open question. I don't know if somebody's studying it. At a certain point, this is becoming more, you're, you're not getting the benefit of being outside if you're enclosed, if you build like a little shack. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know if anyone's really studying exactly the extent of, you know, when it's useful or not. I think it's still fine. I mean, I haven't seen anyone that has resort to, resorted to like a fully closed tent. At which point, then it's right. like you've defeated True. the purpose. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen, you know, there, there's stuff that's, you know, they have the top, which is fine. You still have airflow on like four sides. They add a right. little bit of like a 
kind of barricade so that a car knows not to drive here, which I think is fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a sort of OSHA dining re- regu- regulation for that. I think that's just like a basic safety thing. Uh, New York drivers, you never know what they'll pull. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think that's just pretty reasonable. There, there's nothing that I've seen so far where it's like someone built a shack on like th- all three sides, like blocked in where it might get a little bit suspicious right, right. of its in, like yeah, integrity. But most part, that seems, it seems fine. It's a good that's workaround. Good. Matt, have you gone, have you dined in an outdoor restaurant? Uh, I have indeed. And I should say it is a little unsettling having the cars uh, zoom by yeah. at full speed inches from your head. <laughs> but I haven't even heard of any problems with it. It's great. Yeah. Um, and it, there's, there's weird side benefits, like you can bring your dog to the restaurant now. So yeah. I actually Ooh. saw a guy yesterday who had put his uh, terrier up on the other chair across from his <laughs> table. And the two of them were having a lovely dinner together. <laughs> That's awesome. Incredible. Yeah, it is. It is really nice in multiple weather. It's warm. It's, uh, it's great. And, and again, another benefit of global warming uh, is that, uh, you know, unfortunately, the entire West Coast of the United States is just burning to the ground. Man. But it makes for, you know, rather mild winters here. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh. So uh, we do have a, we have a question from uh, a listener. Uh, so oh, I can I can put on the mailbag music. Um, and we encourage you, by the way, please send in your, uh, your questions. Uh, we'll try to stump Gabby, stump the Gabby. Uh, <laughs> oh God, uh, someone's going to hit me with something totally out of pocket. Gonna, just, yeah. <laughs> uh, what the if.com you can go right there on, uh, right there on their homepage. Um, you can uh, type us some comments, send us some ideas, by the way, if there's subjects you want to just explore either here or on our regular show, uh, or you have questions or whatever. We have a question coming in. Wendy from Brooklyn, New York, asks, can you still, or what she means is, you know, do scientists still think that touching, you can get the virus by touching? For instance, when when this whole thing began, our uh, people said, and and we've still kind of been doing this, when, when the mail comes or you get a package, leave it outside in the sun. Mm-hmm. Is, is this still a thing? So in general, I think your risk of getting it from something like a package is relatively low. But at the same time, yeah, you should still act as though you can probably catch it from common public surfaces, things like doorknobs. And if you brave the subway, subway poles, stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, what are things that don't exist in New York, but are common public places? Shopping carts, those are things. Uh, um, yeah. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would emphasize precaution. And, and even on like the whole airborne transmission thing, we don't necessarily have solid 100% proof that this is exactly how it works. But do you really want to take the risk that of ignoring it? So it, it's, right. it's a very like risk management thing. Yeah. Matt, so in your yes, house, just assume you, do, you still can. Yes. Safety first. In your house, do you have any, um, do you take any precautions in terms of things that come and go, packages that arrive or something? Um, no, we, uh, in terms of packages, no, I think it would be uh, extremely difficult to to manage considering the the quantity of stuff that 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 we order um, delivered these days. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's another, another yeah. interesting thing is that the number of packages people get at home is is more often. You order from Amazon. Yeah. Um, also, Prince. So another thing in New York is we don't have cars 
lot of people don't. Yeah, uh, I don't. Mm-hmm. And uh, but you know, if I needed a car, sometimes one of the one of the options is we can rent a car, obviously. And Zipcar in particular, use the kind of car you can rent for an hour or so. Or regular. Now, I've I've actually avoided doing this. I thought about you know, I wanted my cousins live upstate. Uh, maybe I'll drive up. Taking the train just seems like well, that's just risky. Uh, yeah. No need to do it if you don't do it. But the, what do you think, Gabby? Like a car, a rental car. So suppose I suppose the worst case would be some a, a family just rented. And then they just return. And then you go to pick it up. Now I'll go and I get, I can spray it with, wipe it down, whatever, and stuff like that. But do you, would you do that or would you say, you know what, just no need? I mean, one, I'm probably not the best person to ask, would you do this? Because I've, I've been a little overly cautious. Like I got on the subway for the first time in seven months yesterday. So that should yeah. give you an idea of like... <laughs> My wow. daily, my, my routines are a little extreme now. Like, I think I walk like three miles for my groceries because I don't want to take the subway. So I'm yeah. probably like a little aggressively too cautious. But I definitely think, you know, disinfecting something is a step that, you know, you should probably take. Like, you know, wipe down the steering wheel because you're going to be touching that and might, you know, touch your face at some point later on. I could imagine it probably might be helpful with the risk of aerosols just to leave the windows open for a little bit. But, That's true. I mean, I guess it depends yeah. how long. I mean, cars have AC. I don't quite know. Does air right. get sucked back in? That's a dumb question. I actually don't. Like, <laughs> well, there's the recycle like, mode. Yeah. So That's right. Yeah. There's a setting, right? Okay. Right. So you get Legionnaire's disease, <laughs> but you won't get COVID. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's true. That's true. Leaving the windows open actually is a good idea. Actually, I, I just feel a lot better. All right. Maybe I'll make that. Uh, I also have been quite cautious. I have not, uh, and I, I am not the paranoid kind whatsoever, but I felt like I'm a, I'm a man of science and I'm watching the news and it seems like it if you like don't, a good idea. Yeah. yeah, you don't need to go. So I literally have left the neighborhood. So I have not left like 10 block radius. Um, in six months, I've left once. Same. Wow. It's so weird. For a doctor, just a regular doctor's appointment. Um, I haven't, and I was on the subway that one time. Uh, but uh, that's also partly because I work. I'm a home buddy. Sit home and make podcasts. Well, <laughs> what else do you do? I don't need to go. Um, so thank you. Uh, thank you for sending in that question, uh, Wendy of Brooklyn. I just like playing this music. <laughs> nothing, nothing says Brooklyn like that music. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very hard contrast to our entrance and exit music. That's true. It's just so much more dramatic. It's true. It's true. Can we remix them together, average it out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes we need to just lighten them. So we hope everyone out there is doing well. Please uh, write in. People are starting to write in. We appreciate that. Uh, we'll, we'll have some more mailbag, uh, more samples from the mailbag coming up. As the show continues, uh, Matt, just give us a quick plug for um, what's our regular show. Our regular show is What the If, where we uh, dismantle reality through a series of terrifying and amusing thought experiments, um, uh, like uh, getting rid of planets or toes. <laughs> <laughs> or what if there were toes for planets? Toes for planets. Why not? Yeah. Wow. Anything can happen on what the if uh, that generally goes up on Fridays, and uh, we're kind of trying to regular regularize our regularize here on uh, coming up on Mondays, and uh, we are looking. This, we're going to spin this off into its own show because uh, it's it's more than worthy of its own feed at this point, and yep. um, we're we're interested in titles. So send us your titles. 
title ideas or this uh, thing. We this call thing, it. whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you just heard. Um, whattheif.com, or you can email us feedback at whattheif.com. Also, please, if you haven't given us a review, uh, on a rating and a review, a rating being you just click some stars, we'll take five or more, and <laughs> whatever service. However, however many you've got. Yeah. However okay. many you got, give us that plus one. Um, and uh, whatever app you're using right now, there is a method for leaving it. So that'd be great. Uh, a review, you just write a little text. That's also much appreciated. And uh, on Twitter, we are we are at what the if show, and you can also find us Facebook. Gabby, anything you want to plug coming up? Nope. Nope. Just wear your mask because yes, wear your mask. Stay six feet apart whenever possible. Don't give each other the plague, please. That's that's <laughs> it. That's all right. All right. The plague. <laughs> I think that's great. We should just put that right on the American flag. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you everyone um, stay tuned write in leave a review and pay attention to each other we'll see you next time